Hey everybody, welcome back to the Xavier Cooper Podcast Show, episode four. Um, today I have a very, very special guest, um, someone you might have known from your childhood. Her name is Giovanni Samuels. How hey, are you hey, doing hey. today? How y'all doing? All right, all right. So you are originally from California. Yes, L.A., San Diego, uh-huh. born and raised. And so naturally you kind of got into acting, right, at an early age. Mm-hmm, correct. Um, uh, your, f- your first job was, uh, what was your first acting job? Professionally or just acting in general? Professionally. Okay, so professionally, that would be all that on Nickelodeon. I was on there for three seasons. And then I did a couple of movies, and I switched over to Disney Channel, and did Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. Um, You might remember me from Bring It On, All or Nothing, or Freedom Riders, or Harbinger Down, or... I, yeah. I got a I got a little bit of a resume. Yeah, she, she has a, she has a long list, you know, and uh, I mean, if you've seen her, you you know she has a very familiar face, very <laughs> bright smile, you know, so she's very vibrant when she comes into the room. Oh, and thank you, I appreciate that. No problem. And um, so how was your experience on all that? How did that prepare you for your later roles? Um. Well, all that is. The best way to describe it is a Saturday Night Live for kids. So with that being my first job and mainly doing theater as a kid, uh, transitioning to something along the lines of sketch comedy, it, it, it helped a lot for the transition. But there is a different style between television acting and theater. Because with theater, you're performing for the back of the room. With TV, the camera's right there, so you don't have to project or do as much over-exaggerations with your movements because the camera is capturing all that. But it it, it kind of worked because it's a kid's show, so mm. the exaggerations worked in its we favor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of worked out in twofold, but I I really enjoyed the, the quick pace. You know, they change the script almost every day because they're trying to make sure the jokes get right, and it just kind of prepares you to be prepared for anything. No, that's true. That's true. So it was a it, so you would say it was a lot of, um, of course there were some scripts and things like that. Were there a lot of times where you had to kind of go off the top of the head and maybe improv? Yes. If something during the live shows, if something went wrong, you just kept going. If the prop didn't go as planned, or like one episode I was doing a live taping and the chair that I was supposed to sit on was a roller chair and I didn't know that. So the chair slipped from underneath me and I popped back up. Everybody thought I hit my chin on the table and everything. And I just kept going with the scene and then, you know, the audience it's yeah. live. So they're like, Whoa, they yay. yeah, they laugh. Oh Cause they god. were like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it's a part of the script. It, they they thought, yeah. So I, and, and sure enough, they kept it. On the show, and oh my god, this was televised. I don't this remember was that one televised. moment. Yeah, this was televised. You have to be tough, you have to be resilient. Yeah, yeah, you do. And, um, you know, you but you growing up in California, you know, that the entertainment lifestyle and things like that that's a normal thing. So, what's the difference now that you're living in Atlanta and you're kind of trying to do the same things? Um, what's the, dis- what's the difference between trying to get stuff done in Atlanta and California? Is it easier? It 
it's a slower pace here, and I think that's just the Southern style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, L.A. has its own laid-back vibe, but as far as business-wise, I think it's a little, like I said, a slower pace. It's, it's not as urgent. I think it's still developing here, it's still growing here. Um yeah, that's the best way yeah. that I can describe it. Yeah. You I, know. Can, I can see that. It, it It is a slower pace down here in the South. Um, but, you know, they are, they are shooting a lot of movies down they here. They are. It's, it, this has become, like, the new... The, the, new, the new newness, yeah. the new hotness. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people are um, jumping ship from L.A. and coming out here, you know, to get those credits, to get to build your resume for all you new actors that are trying to figure it out like stay here if you're here already in Atlanta stay here you know do the work grind it out here because it's a bigger pool there and you're competing six seven times as hard for a smaller role that they're most likely not going to give to you because they're going to give it to somebody who actually has credits so yeah yeah Yeah, I can (laughs) see that because um, you just look at a lot of the actors. Um, just Atlanta, we have some actors that we we've actually breed it from here, and mm-hmm. they've gone on to do great things. But um, speak to some people about you know, like like you just said, do you live? Do you have to move to LA in order to be successful? You know, no, no, it, it is it is very achievable here. Um, for anybody that's first time starting out, you know, I teach classes, I teach workshops on how to get into the business the right way without getting scammed. And it's very much needed here. You know, it's 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 a level of professionalism that is missing mm-hmm. from um, Atlanta actors because in LA it's it's grind. Grind, grind, grind. Like you this is it. There is no plan B. There this is I'm here and I'm here to work and I'm here and it's very cutthroat. Right. Here you guys, because it is a slower pace, because you guys are still new here, take advantage of that. So that's that's why a lot of the LA actors mm-hmm. are coming here and taking over yeah. <laughs> because the Atlanta actors are they look at it as a second hobby and it's not the classes, you know, taking the proper training that you need, um, always being on time and vigilant, uh, having your your package in order, and and having that polished professionalism that is required to being in this business. Yeah. So once once you get those things going, you know, and and I can't stress it enough: training, training, training. You have to get good quality training, get good quality classes, or else. You're gonna, you, you're not gonna know how to conduct yourself on work, on set, and they're most likely not gonna pick you again. Yeah, because it, I mean, to an extent, you know, I know the average person that probably wants to be an actress or actor, you know, they probably in their mind if they haven't done any training, they probably think, you know, oh, I can just do this. It's easy. Right. No, there's a lot of technical things that go along with, with just doing something simple as a commercial. You know, there's learning your camera angles, making sure that you hit your marks, making sure that you're saying your lines the right way. And, and advertisers, advertisers look at that like, okay, are you selling yourself or are you selling my product? Because I hired you to sell, sell my product. Yeah, for 
True. You know, and it, <laughs> there's there's a lot of little things and nuances that go along with acting that people just kind of take advantage of. That's why I say that most people here take it as a hobby and it's like, oh, it's just something fun I do, which it can't be. But mm. for those who really want to be really serious. serious about it, you know, like myself, I've been doing this for over 15 years. Yeah, but it's more than a hobby for you. <laughs> this is not a hobby. This is my yeah. life. You know, I, I, mm. I don't want to do anything else. I'm not going to. This is it for me. That's good. That's good that you're passionate about that. I talk about it all the time on my show, like, you know, how passionate are you about something? Because that really makes the difference. It does. How much hard work you're going to put in. Right. And understanding that, you know, this business comes in waves. You know, you're going to have some very successful years and you're going to have some dry years. But at the end of the day, you have to look at it as, would I still want to do this even if I wasn't getting paid for it? it is this If this is what you want to do, would you still be passionate about it if you weren't getting paid for it? That's true. Uh, that's very true. And so um, with all the experience you have and um, just you being around Hollywood and the entertainment business, I talked to you um, before about, you know, your, your faith and things of that nature. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think... Do you think it's harder for people that openly um, state their faith, like if they're Christian or Islam, you know, the Islam or you know things of that nature? Do you think it's harder for them to break into industries after they've made it known that they're? No, I, I would make I. Hmm. I would say if you're going to be in this business, and your faith is important to you, I myself am Christian. Set your boundaries first. Understand how far you would go because this industry will test you. Meaning, I don't do nude shots. Right. I don't do, you know, things that are a lot of cussing. That's good. You you have to set your boundaries. You have to set your standards and understand how far you are willing to go. Because it does say in the world, the word, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, was man to (laughs) lose his soul. (laughs) You know, what what you you gotta know what your 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 standards are Mm -hmm. before you go into this business. Period. Yeah, and I I respect anybody that does that because I'm just looking at um Chris Tucker. He's from here. Mm -hmm. He um you know he recorded Rush Hour One, Two, Three, and there was some rumors going around that he was kind of hesitant about doing a new Friday. Because he he's really getting into his faith, and it's you right. know he played a role back then. He was younger, you know, right. And it was it was kind of a role that's that's opposite of what he stands for now. Right, and he's at a financial position to do that. And whether he was like I'm not as big as Chris Tucker, but <laughs> I understand what he means. Like there are some things that I have completely turned down at the height of my career, and I was like, mm, I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, you didn't. You maybe you maybe kind of wanted to. Maybe just it looked good from from the get go. No, right. you know you 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 get the opportunity. They they give you a script. Mm-hmm. They give you a character breakdown, and in that script or on the breakdown, it tells you beforehand: Are you okay with nudity? Are you okay with this or not? And that's you read it before you audition for it, so you <laughs> know what's gonna happen beforehand. Not a surprise. It's not a surprise. 
Wow. Is this, are you willing to just do it just this once and then, okay, I'm going to do something to counteract it. On the other hand, like mm-hmm. I, it, this is what I mean by setting your standards and knowing what you, how far your boundaries are before you get into this business and understanding that from the beginning. So this is a conversation that I have all the time <laughs> with my godmother. She's a pastor. Yeah. You know, both of my godparents are pastors. And I, I kind of had no choice. It, <laughs> my, god, my godparents were pastors. My cousin's a pastor. My grandpa's a pastor. Like, I'm a pastor kid by association. Like, I no, <laughs> I wasn't getting That's around it. Know. That's all I know. Yeah. You know, so it, this is something that we talk about all the time. You know, what? Mm-hmm. what is my standard? What's my role? What do I want to do? How far out do I want to go? If there's something that, of course, is outside my character, you also have to understand it is a character. Mm-hmm. That is not me. Right. That is not me as a person. That is not me. Perfect example. Denzel Washington is not the dude from Training Day. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But he is a bona fide, very out loud Christian. Yeah, I, yeah, he is. He, yeah. And there are some people who are like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. That is his job. Right. Understand that that is his job. That is the standard. That is the his, his how far he was willing to go. Right. That's him. For, that's for him. his example. Yeah. That's that's between him and God and, and his family. Right. That is not for you to judge. Well, that's true. That's true. And like I said, man, I just, I admire that because, I mean, like you just said, you know, it's, it's roles that have, that have been given to you and, you know, they might have been paying you a certain amount of money. Of course. And, you know, you could have took it, but you, you chose to stick to your morals and what what you like, you know, what, what you stand for. Right. And so you can do nothing but respect the person for that, you know. But, um, like, as far as the money, the money part of acting, um, how does that work? You know, um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I mean, obviously you're gonna get paid, but do they give you? Uh, um, do they tell you how much they're willing to pay you? Can you? Can you actually? That's like, the job of the agency to negotiate okay. my terms and what I want. Yeah. Okay. And my money. Okay. So you got. So you're like an athlete. You got a manager. Kind of. That's that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So I. I say, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. You have yeah. And, and and that's. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. An agent and manager are the ones that kind of, you know, present me the roles that say, hey, we want you to audition for this part here. Um, do you, Here's the script. Do you like it? Yes or no? Okay, let's set up a, an appointment for you to audition in front of the director, the casting director, the producer, or whatnot. And then you do it a couple of times, and then they say yes or no, and you go from there. Okay. All right, and so if they know certain, if they know you don't do you don't do certain things mm-hmm. or say certain things that's from off the top, they right. know that as well. They're yeah, they know that because that's what you you that's your team. So it's like I'm not my sister knows. This is just an example. My mm-hmm. sister knows. Okay, I don't like mayonnaise on my sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you tripping? So <laughs> look, we ain't here for all that. Okay. Uh, I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like the taste okay. of it. It's just a texture thing. I don't know. I, get it just, it. Yeah. I just don't like it. So if she knows, if that's my standard, and my sister, she's on my team, and she's on my behalf going to Subway to go get me a sandwich, <laughs> she knows don't put no mayonnaise on my sandwich, and don't bring me a sandwich that has mayonnaise on it. 
So that's right. that's pretty much like the agent's job. Like, okay, you all the stuff is filtered it filters through them mm-hmm. before it gets to me. Okay. Okay. So like um just talking about money, like you you know the whole Monique situation mm-hmm. and she uh she was trying to get paid from Netflix a certain amount. I do not know the amount, but she was not happy with the amount that they were trying to give her. Now, this is a a multi-layered complex situation. Okay. So, yes, she should have been paid. Mm-hmm. How she went about it was not the right way to do it. I agree. She was not wrong. And what she said, it was how she said. So both parties were wrong. Got you. That's part one. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as the money aspect of it, this is where gender and race kind of come into play. Mm -hmm. It is still a a bias with, you know, the the default white male. Mm Mm-hmm. At being at the height of the totem pole for payment, even in the entertainment industry, because there are still people fighting for it now. Right. And at the bottom of the totem pole, most of the time is black women, depending yeah. on the, the situation. Oh yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's very clear. It's very evident. It's not like it's it's. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah, you can definitely tell. You, it's very visible. Because so. even I said it. I was like, I mean, she's she's you know. You had the kings of comedy. Right. She was on the queens of comedy. Right. So if you see that as an equal thing, right, they're gonna they're gonna pay they're gonna pay Cedric the Entertainer his money. Right. Steve Harvey's gonna get his money. Mm-hmm. You know, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. He's but gonna get he, his money. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna get his money. You know, it it, but it's all about how you handle and how you conduct yourself. It's mm-hmm. not the fact that what she said was wrong. It was right. how she went about it and how she did it was wrong. It was a better way to respond. It was a definitely a better way to respond. And it, and if you watch the few full interview between Steve and Monique on there, it, I highly recommend that people watch it. This is a great example of when integrity meets money. Yeah. yeah. It's a very good example. Okay. And oh, I'm sorry to cut no, you off. No, 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 good. But, um, people, I think people were misunderstanding what Steve Harvey was saying. He wasn't, he wasn't saying, you know, um, do away with your integrity, but he was just saying, you know, you have obligations and responsibilities, and when you get to a certain status, you you have ob- you have a tribe of people that you are responsible for. It's now okay. Not only do I have my family responsibilities, you know, my kids and whatnot, and taking care of them, or even just your own self, right. You have a business. You are considered a business. You are now an entity. You are now an LLC. You are now a corporation. And you have to meet certain obligations and standards Mm -hmm. with those contracts. So on a business sense, yes, I completely understand Steve. I completely agree with him. But at some point, even in major corporations like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Hewlett Packard or whatever, they have a morality clause. Right. So with you being your own entity, you being your own LLC, 
you should have your own morality <laughs> clause within yourself yeah. and understand her her perspective. Gotta represent, you yeah, gotta represent it's it's it, at some point you can't just blame it on the system. At some point, nope. you have to change the system by being the person that gets sacrificed. It's sad to say, in that in this case, yeah. it was Monique. Yeah, you. But that that is true though. You have to know the system, and like Steve said, you have to you have to play you the game. Play the game to play. get yeah the. There ain't no color, it's just green. <laughs> right. But at some point, you got to change the game. When you're at that level of mm-hmm. success, you have to be the voice of reason to say, hey, this isn't the right way. We need to change it. And something needs to be changed by this. Yeah. And so, and like just speaking on that, do you think, um, okay, I do, a, I do a lot of talk about, um, I do a lot of writing of sports and things of that nature. And then when you look at an athlete, there's always stats and stuff that you can look and accomplishments that you can look at and say, this person is going to be a Hall of Famer. This person deserves this contract. In the acting world, do you think people value um, things like Oscars more? Or do you think people value longevity or just the amount of roles you've been in? That, once again, is a hard question because there are several actors, um, white and black, mm-hmm. that sh- totally deserved a nomination, not even saying a win, a nomination <laughs> for an Oscar. Right. And that haven't. And they've been in the game mm-hmm. 30, 20, 30 plus years. And then there are some who, don't get me wrong, you did a good job in that role. So yes, you deserve that accolade. But <laughs> what have you done after that? Like you were yeah. one hit wonder. That's true. That's that, and that's. I think that's just that goes all across the board in any field. Yeah, in any field that you're in, consistency. It's consistency. Anybody can have one good season, but Mm -hmm. can you keep going? Can you keep? Can you keep that going? That's that's and that and that it makes you it makes you think of somebody like you even more because it's like, not only are you you being consistently in some things, but if you do take a break, it's not. It might not be because you're not hustling. It may be because you had some roles and you just turned them down because of, Well, you I, know. you know, funny you say that. I took, I want to say, like a two and a half, almost three-year break to be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been acting professionally for, like I said, over 15 years, and I've been grinding at it for a long time. I started as a child. Yeah. And... I, I wanted a break. It's going to be there when I get back. My credits don't diminish because <laughs> I stopped. Right. And you're young. You're you're like you're still in your early 30s. You didn't want to know about it. Don't know that. I'm Who? sorry. <laughs> Who's 30? <laughs> Who's 30? I mean, Who's you look 30? 23, but you know. I don't know how old I am. Do you? you, say you don't, yeah. You do? I think so. Are you sure? I'm sure. Just to let you know that Wikipedia and oh. all those other places have my birthday <laughs> wrong, and I have been telling them for years to change it. They got to correct that. That's, that's nice. So how are you for real? How old am I for real? I don't mind you asking. It doesn't mean I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, we're just going to go by Moving how you Moving on. We're going to go by how you look. And you still look the same as when you were all that. That's what I that, was so. and all that. Okay, so then, <laughs> hmm, we're going to say a lovely 22, 23. All right. Yay. That's, that's what Giovanni Samuels is 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, but that, it's just like, it's a cool experience knowing that you can come, you can go away from something and just live your own life 
and live in the industry and be, you know, do something different. Yeah. Other than staying in it and just, you know. Because after a while, you get burned out. You do. Yeah. You get burned out. You 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 lose your reasoning for doing it. Your motivation becomes stagnant. And you need to, that's with anything, you need to reshift, repurpose, rebrand, and move on from there. So I took that break and that time to teach. You know, I travel across the country, and I teach acting workshops, and um, I came out here to teach classes because I saw that there was a need for it. Um, like uh, like I told <laughs> you earlier, I'll, I'll be going to New Jersey to teach some acting workshops. I, I, like I, I was mm-hmm. doing that for a very long time, and it made me rediscover why I did it, why I wanted to be in the business, by seeing it through somebody else and helping them you know, break down a script and understanding it and, and, and developing characters. Mm-hmm. And it, it gave me my passion to do it again. You know, when you step away and you do it from a different perspective. Just, just teaching, you know, instead of yeah. actually doing right. for once. Yeah, it makes you, it also sharpens your own skills. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I saw how much I took what I do for granted. Okay. And it's, it, to me, you know, it's second nature. To somebody else, it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is a whole new world. It's new. a whole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you, okay, go back to your own fundamentals and, you know, start from the basics and work those muscles again because, yeah. Yeah, I was to. I was just gonna you 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 took the words out of me. I was just gonna <laughs> ask you, like, do you do you feel like you get rusty if you if you're away for a certain amount of time? You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I take some classes. I I am going to go back to L.A. and take my classes, mm-hmm. and it's you know whether it is a refresher or just fine tuning a different muscle in the industry. Um. Yeah. I'm I. That's why I was at the. <laughs> Black Women in Film uh, event yesterday. Oh, wow. How did that go? (laughs) That was fantastic. So many beautiful queens just there in the industry and seeing it and and having that commune and being Mm -hmm. able to work together was really, really inspiring. Yeah. I mean, because you you never know who looks up to you and and say, that was was her, you know, on TV. I like her. She's a good actress, you know. Black girls need somebody that they can look at and be <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, representation absolutely matters. Yeah, you know that I was I was the only black girl <laughs> on Nickelodeon. Yeah, you know the what? only black girl I on. Think about that. <laughs> any of those shows <laughs> wow. during that time period, and I was the only black girl with natural hair. That is true. That is true. I forgot. It was, I don't know. I I'm, I'm don't want to mess it up. I think you had dreads or not. Dreads, <laughs> I, yeah, I had, I had yeah. locks. I had locks. That's I was the unheard of only. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> They that was very much revolutionary. <laughs> I was a pioneer. Until you strain your hair. Right. Or like, no, I I made sure I had my own voice, and it showed through my personality, my hair, and everything. Like, they didn't know what to do with me. They mm-hmm. said that to me a few times, and, I was, and that's how I ended up writing a couple of my own skits mm-hmm. and, you know, giving out some of my ideas. Like, okay, if you don't know what to do, <laughs> let me tell you what to do. I know me more than better than y'all. So. Right, but, you know, you have to not be afraid to do that. So that's why I commend the little girl from Blackish. Her agency told her, oh, you should just sit down. No, keep going. She is the youngest mm-hmm. child, person, female, yeah. 
male, whatever category <laughs> you want, you, category you want to put her in. She is the youngest person, period, to have a picture deal, a multi picture deal with a major network. Are you talking about Yara? Yara Not Yara, the little girl, the, the one that yes, the one oh, that plays her sister. I forgot her, her name, but she has a movie coming out. It's called Big Little or Little Big or whatever, but. She stood up for herself, made her voice known, and 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 made her stamp in the industry. That's yes, amazing. that was amazing <laughs> to know that at such a had that much. She confidence. was like, yeah, fourteen, <laughs> yeah. 13, 14 years old. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, yeah, she that that takes a lot to have that confidence at that age to say, look, I'm not going to stand for anything. You know, I'm I know who I am in a predominantly white male uh, entertainment industry. Yes, that that is that is major. Wow, that is that's crazy. And that, and um, just going back to what you said too, you know, you've been in the industry for 15 years, and you're still humble enough to know that you still have to go take classes, and you know, still brush up on your skills, even though you could easily be like, I don't need no acting no, classes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ray Charles said it best. I am Ray Charles, and I practice every day. Okay, that's 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 a that that's for any field. That is any field. <laughs> you got to practice. You can't get the big you head. Can, no, you <laughs> cannot. The Felicia Rashad, she goes back to her basics. She goes does Broadway, you know. Um, uh, I know that. And yeah, she, <laughs> I saw her when she did Raisin in the Sun. It was amazing. Yeah, I just saw that movie. By the way, it's a pretty pretty good movie. I don't I don't know about P Diddy acting, but it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, do you um, do you talk to any of your um ex castmates from um all that and stuff? Of course I do, all the time. So, like, which which one of those do you think, like, besides you, can't say yourself, <laughs> do you think was, like, your favorite castmate on their front? Like, who was the funniest? Okay, so now this is where the debate comes in because I was in the early 2000s. So there's the OGs, yeah. which is, like, <laughs> the 90s, and then the new Gs, which is the cast that I was in. Right. So you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Nope. They are with the the OG class. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is where a lot of people have the debate. Like, okay. True. Yeah. Which, I didn't think about it. It was, yeah. it was on so long. It was. It was on for 10 seasons. So when all that first came on, mm-hmm. you know, I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to be on that when I get on there. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Man, that, you, you manifest power, it. Yeah, the power <laughs> of manifestation. Like that—that that is a very real thing. Like when you really line yourself up with the desires of God's heart, He will bless you. And that was it. That was a blessing. That yeah. was a huge. Blessing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, because I um I see. I see that all those castmates have gone on to do different things. Gone um, on to do great things. Keenan, SNL, and uh, got an Emmy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's big. Kale. And now he is Keenan and Kel are now the executive producers for the new season of All That. Yeah, we want to get and on that. And then we'll see. I can't confirm can't or deny or, or anything, but yeah, it's gonna be really dope. It's gonna be really dope. It's I already know really it's gonna dope. be dope. I mean, are you? Do you have a hand in that? I cannot confirm or, or deny, deny any information. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I want to know that so bad. Hearing <laughs> me right now, sir. All right, all right. But, I mean, we know it's going to be dope. I mean, it's if it's anything like the... That's the best thing that I can say to you. Okay. But, hint, hint, wink, wink. 
<clears throat> if y'all out there, wonderful people in podcast land, would like to tell these wonderful people at Nickelodeon and whatnot, hey, use my hashtag, hashtag give her a show, you know, or at G, only one Giovanni. Make sure you spell my name right. G-I-O-V-O-N-N-I-E. You know, mm-hmm. okay. tag that to them What's and the whatnot. Give her a show. Okay, you you do deserve a show. You got. I'm just you know throwing it out there. Just throwing you know. it out there. Back, back to that uh, positive manifestation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool though that you that you um you made that hashtag up because a lot of people I'm pretty sure they would be like embarrassed or something to like make a hashtag like that. In this industry, it is all about the shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> look. Closed mouth don't get fed. Okay. I see. I feel you. I need to eat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that. So, okay. So, I can't give up too much about the all that. But, um, so, but, you know, the hashtag is give her a show. And so, any people out there, the producers, <clears throat> Tyler Perry, um, <laughs> you know, anybody, you know, I'm not just singling him out, but, you know, he just happens to be here in Atlanta. But uh, <laughs> anybody would, you know, hit us hit, hit up. I am on the social media platforms and whatnot. But yeah. Oh yeah, she, she's she's out there. But um, I just want to, you know, thank you for coming through today. Of course, thank you and, for uh, having me. Interviewing with me today because I know I know a lot of people in the entertainment business and they're gonna love to hear this, the tips and stuff like that. And also, um, I know you already said it, but what um what days and times are you kind of doing your acting classes? So right now, I am doing my GS acting workshops. I try and do them once a month. I have not set up the dates for the next coming months, um, but I do do small little workshops and uh, private lessons. So if you need some acting tips or whatnot or questions, you know, hit me up on IG or email me at gsactingworkshops, with an S, at gmail.com. Um, that you can reach me there. That's probably the best way to get me or find out when the next group of classes are. And I always bring a friend, somebody that's also been in the business for a long time. And depending on the dates, I usually have a casting director or an agent or somebody come into the classes with me. But follow me on IG. I usually always post it there or on the stories and sell my tickets on Eventbrite. But definitely, definitely follow me on IG and email me or DM me if you have any questions about acting. About acting. That's it. Ma'am. That's it. (laughs) That's all. DMs are only for business. Business only. <laughs> no tomfoolery. Yes. But um you heard it just um if you if you are interested in acting, um, anything of that, just just um hit her up mm-hmm. and just get the job done. It's time to hustle. It's time to hustle. <laughs> but um I want to thank everybody for listening um to the fourth episode of the Xavier Cooper Podcast show. Um thank you, Giovanni, and we're out. <laughs>